Welcome back, everyone. Jay Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Uh, just when you thought that this week wasn't going to get any more exciting, the stuff just keeps rolling in. Um, once again, where do you start with this? I mean, wow, just the news bits. I just got literally something dropped in my lap seconds ago before I went live. Um, but I want to say hello to you people first. Thanks for joining me. You know what to do as we start this. Smash that like button. Smash that sub button. Ring that bell for notifications. And there's so many ways to help support Smash this podcast these days. It's making my head spin. There is merch links in the description. Get yourself a tank, a top, or whatever, a mug to drink one of your favorite summertime drinks like this. Just giving myself a little kick here. Because we have got a long night ahead of us. Oh, my goodness. We got TNI coming up later in a few hours. Could be a world record tonight, folks. Uh, <laughs> no after dark for me. No, thank you. I am full. Um, there's buy me a coffee link in the description. Discord, all the socials. Uh, also on audio, if you're a person that uh, wants to listen on the go, anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast. You can find it on Amazon, Google, Spotify, uh, I believe Podbean, so many others out there. Uh, one of these days I'll actually get the list in front of me and I can read them off. Um, Trent does that so well. I'm... <laughs> I'll get better at it. I'll get better. You'd think after eight years of doing this, I'd be good at this by now. But, you know, it's all it's all in evolution, right? So, um, so shall we cover the news first? All right. Let's cover the news, and then we will do a run-through of last night's AEW Dynamite. You get you gonna play the jingle. You're gonna, you're gonna play the jingle. All right, here we go. Here's the jingle. Jiminy Christmas. And now here's the news. Searching for my fake wrestling news. Oh, but it's not fake wrestling news, folks. Oh, no, it is not. It is not. So um, let's talk about what we just found out. Now, whether you like hearing about this guy or not, it's news, okay? We're going to talk about it until the wheels fall off. That doesn't mean I'm going to talk about it every two seconds of the day, but... Uh, stuff has ramped up about this guy. This literally hit my phone with the notifications right before I went live. So, uh, this is straight from ringsidenews.com. CM Punk to AEW is a done 
deal. For those listening on audio, the done deal is in quotes. I'm not going to read this whole thing to you, but I will read a portion of this to you, my audience. CM Punk hasn't wrestled since January 2014, but he is about to break that streak. He is considering a return to pro wrestling, and we have new information about how far along that deal really is. Previously noted by Fightful Select. Oh, sorry. That... <laughs> that AEW uh, is the most likely landing pad for CM Punk. Excuse me. Ringside News can confirm that talks are very far along at this point. In fact, we are told it is pretty much a done deal. A source has confirmed to us that CM Punk's arrangement to work for AEW is a done deal right now, using those lovely quote fingers again. At this point, they are waiting until they are in person to sign a contract. So what it sounds like is, you know, you know, talking to each other through, you know, Zoom, telephone calls, whatever, you know, everything seems to be going very positively in both directions with all parties involved. CM Punk's debut time frame is not uh, confirmed, but would be it would be hard to believe that AEW would pass up on the opportunity to involve the second city savior at All Out in Chicago if they can. Unless CM Punk pulls out of the deal, it appears that this will be uh, that this will go through as planned. And then there's a little more uh, after that. And you can look that up, uh, if you will. So, um, and that is from the desk of uh, Mr. Jenkins. And uh, he, he usually puts out some pretty legit stuff through uh, ringside news. I know, you know, you can have your opinions on this, you know, news page or that news page. Uh, I can tell you one thing from the owner that I uh, have gotten to know a little, you know, personally over the years. Uh, he's been doing this for over 20 years, and he does take pride in trying to get his own sources for legit stuff. So, um, but look, and, and, and I said this last night. Look, it's um, I I'll I'll start jumping up and down when I see it on TV. You know, do I have that ounce of hope that, you know, because he is still one of my favorites, you know? I was legit pretty bummed out when he left the business. And I've talked about this. I've talked about this ad nauseum uh, over the years, you know, when the little rumors come up about this, that, and the other thing. But it's been a couple of years since we've really talked about this at length. So uh, all out could be very special and could really, I mean, it's already sold out. So it's not like, uh, you know, you need something extra to, you know, pack more seats in there or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, I've been in that building. That place is going to shake. It's crazy. Should be fun. So, so that's that bit of news. There is also 
uh, the news on Kiara Hogan uh, from Impact Wrestling. Uh, what came from her OnlyFans? Her OnlyFans page. Because um, there was a couple of people sharing this, you know, a little clipped part from a social media of hers, but it wasn't her, uh, it wasn't her Twitter and it wasn't her Instagram or Instanek, whatever, you know. Uh, and so I was, I was starting to think that this wasn't real, but then they, someone said, no, it's from her OnlyFans. And it's, it was from a post that all, all public people, you don't have to be a Patreon of her OnlyFans to read her little daily you know, personal things on there. Like, Hey, new stuff and the whatever, you know, this, that, whatever talking to her only fans, uh, patrons. So she did put that on there saying that this last set of tapings was her last. And then she wants to branch out and see what else is out there. Uh, very sad. Apparently, I don't know if tonight on impact wrestling is going to be her last appearance. I'm not sure positive as far as what's all on the card uh it is very sad because faya and flava have legit been one of the best women tag teams out there that i have ever seen their their charisma together their camaraderie their in-ring chemistry is through the roof and you know and it, it is I, I suppose some people might have seen this coming. I, I don't think I saw this coming to this degree, but I did say something recently on TNI, on Total Nonstop Impact, something to the effect of it seems like Tasha Steeles has gotten more attention or or she's been in the ring more or some, something to that effect. And I didn't know why. So I don't know if this was the reason why is it because of Kiara Hogan's mood towards, um, not necessarily, I don't, I don't think there's, I mean, <laughs> Unless we get some kind of in-depth interview from Kiara Hogan, we're not going to know exactly what her thoughts are. So as fans, we can just, you know, speculate. Like I said, never assume. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know the smash this podcast rule, never assume. Um, it sucks. It sucks. I, uh, I have, I mean, it's not like she's walking away from wrestling. Uh, I've heard some people say in the discord, you know, or, and, or on social media saying uh, it, they think that it might be likely that they, uh, she joins her, uh, her uh, partner, girlfriend, whatever you want to, you know, title it as uh, uh, in AEW. And um, oh, critical sting here says one she took the pin, which I don't, I don't, I don't chalk much up to that. I mean, uh, number two, she wasn't in the 
Bound for Glory ad that I saw that that I saw late last night. I was looking at as because that news broke literally right as I was done last night with the AAW stuff. By the way, if you haven't checked out the AAW stuff that I did with Trent, um, and we also talked about Daniel Bryan and some CM Punk news late last night after that stuff broke. So uh, if you didn't catch that, make sure you check that out. So number three here from Critical Sting says and. She said her contract is up July months ago. She said this months ago that her contract is up in July. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't know that. So, okay. Thank you. Um, so, so she's not resigning. She's going to see what else is out there. Uh, where would I like to see her go? I mean, she's, you never, like I said, never assume you know what, you know, man, woman, what their aspirations are in the professional wrestling industry. Um, could, could, Hey, WWE could be on her list of things to do. You never know. Um, she might want to join Diamante in AEW. I'm sure she knows a lot of people there because some people from impact have gone over there. Um, you know, uh, Brian cage, Ethan page, others, um, uh, th there's a, a lot of stuff going on with, uh, MLW is, a, is finally getting a women's division. NWA has a big thing in the works with, uh, you know, she might be jumping in the, uh, women's division in NWA or uh, be part of that. Um, what is that show that? Biggie James is putting it together Empower, I believe, and it's going to coincide with um, NWA. I want to say seventy three. It's an anniversary show. I think that's what it is. Um. So I have I have absolutely no doubt that we'll see her somewhere down the road in something from that. Um. And she's she's so talented. She's very talented. We we had her on as a guest on on T and I. Uh, great talking to her. And Impact fans are I. She, they said I mean it, it was straight from the horse's mouth from uh, the EVPs saying that she was one of the best up and coming women's wrestlers over the last few years. And, um, or most improved, I guess you could say they said something to that effect. So, so yeah, her journey has been great to watch and her, and it's, it's a shame about her splitting up with, uh, Tasha as a tag team. And because man, the fire and the flavor, so, so good together. I mean, I, I know in talking with the, you know, the TNI squad every week, there's always something positive being thrown around about the fire and the flavor. So, um, but look, uh, you know, it's, it's all love. Uh, we just, we just want her to be happy, whatever her, you know, wherever her journey takes her in the world of wrestling, you know? So, um, I'll be keeping a close eye on this and whenever I get updates, you'll, you'll get it here on smash this podcast or over on TNI, who knows, you know, depending on what it is. 
I try to stay somewhat brand specific over there, but you, you never know. Uh, <laughs> depending on who's talking about what, when, how, why, where, whatever. Um, all right, so Kiara Hogan, we talked about punk. Oh, okay, so then this this is this will segue right into uh, the AEW stuff from last night. Um, Thunder Rosa, and this this news hit literally right before I went live too, as far as being an official statement from uh, AEW. Congratulations to Thunder Rosa. Uh, she is now all elite. They have made her an official member of the roster. So um, she's been wrestling on there for quite a while, but she's been tied to NWA. She was, she was NWA women's champion. Uh, she had a, a couple, uh, probably one or two match of the year candidates in, in my, like it, it's, it's all, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, you know, everybody has their different opinions on, um, you know, what, what match is better than another match. You know, you're not right. You're not wrong. It's just, everybody's got their own opinion. The match that she had with Britt Baker Back, I believe it was St. Patty's Day Slam. Um, the no hole, I was like no holes barred, whatever it was. Um, a lot of people call that match of the year candidate. She had a tremendous match at Slammiversary with Deanna Perrazzo. Um, and watching her journey, and I posted this on Twitter, what you know, her journey from Lucha Underground. As um, oh crap! I I can't think of her. Why am I drawing a blank? I hate that. I <laughs> Cobra Moon. That's it. Like I just posted a picture. What the hell did it say? <laughs> Cobra Moon. Thank you, Critical State. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Christmas. Tired bone today. Got a long way to go. Um, so yeah, her journey, uh, her journey since like 20, oh my God, what are we talking here? 2015 when uh, Lucha Underground started, you know, through all four seasons, growing as a character. And then uh, going several different places, Ring of Honor, NWA. She has her own uh, wrestling company down in Texas that uh, features uh, a lot of ladies, some men. Um, I've, I've seen you know, a couple men here and there on her, on her cards, but I believe most it's mostly women, Mission Pro, something to that effect. So, uh, in fact, I should ask Mark if he's ever been to one of those shows. I'm not sure where it's located at down in Texas. Texas is, well, it's big. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, congratulations to Thunder Rosa. It's been amazing watching her journey from Lucha Underground to all these different things to now being all 
elite. Congratulations. It's well-deserved to one of, like I said on Twitter, to one of the most legit badass women in the sport today. Um, much love, Thunder Rosa. Just uh, so happy. So happy. And it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 um, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and like, you know, speak negatively of NWA, like, oh, she's, she's going to be so much better. And no, wherever she performed, she was great. It's not like she did better on this brand or that brand or whatever. Um, with, with the amount of different companies that AEW and Impact Wrestling and others are all like working together. I have absolutely no doubt that the future for Thunder Rosa is going to be just, it's going to be rich with traveling all over the place. You know, I have no doubt that she's going to go down the traveling. Like the pandemic is still happening. Okay. It's still a thing, you know, where it's, it's getting better. But traveling is still really an issue because a lot of other companies, companies, excuse me, countries around the world are suffering. You know, they're getting new waves of COVID and all this stuff. It's far from over. Um, so, but down the line within the next year or two, I have absolutely no doubt that she's going to do tours in uh, Japan. If she hasn't already, she might have already when she went. Um, I think she did go to stardom possibly for a tour or two before this whole pandemic started a few years ago. I could be wrong. I, th I thought she did. Um, but I have no doubt that she'll go back over there, do some stuff for New Japan, stardom, uh, AAA, go back to Europe. I mean, she's she's just getting started. You know, she's, she's still young and she's, you know, she stays healthy. Uh, it's just been a joy watching her. So, um, but now she's officially all elite. So congrats to Thunder Rosa and put it in the chat. Let me know. Um, you know, are you a new fan of Thunder Rosa? Have you been watching her since, um, you know, her indies and, and time in Lucha Underground. What are your favorite moments of Thunder Rosa in the last few years? Let me know. Put it in the chat. Or if you're watching this on replay, put it in the comments below. I'm curious. All right. That's it for the news. Not bad. 20 minutes in. We're going to try to keep this short and sweet. Got a lot of stuff to take care of tonight. Got to set up for tonight. Got to make dinner. Got to be multitasking bone. By the end of the night, I'm definitely going to be saying, Jiminy Christmas. Oh. And uh, yeah, maybe a few of. Uh, what the did you Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Jim at E Christmas. All right. So let's talk about last night's AEW Dynamite Season 3, Episode 29, Fighter Fest Night 2. Starts out hot here. We have the labors of Jericho. 
It's a multi-night thing that MJF is putting Chris Jericho through in order for Chris Jericho to have a match with MJF down the road. So they'll probably have a match at All Out is what I'm guessing. And so this is the you know first of what, four, five, whatever it is. So Jericho had to face Sean Spears, and it's all MJF's rules. Just making Jericho just jump through hoops. It's crazy. Um, battling Sean Spears. Sean Spears is allowed to use chairs, but Jericho is not. So it's no DQ in a sense, but, uh, you know, very limited as to what Jericho can do to Sean Spears. Of course, you can use a chair like defensively, you know, which we saw in this match. Um, I did enjoy this match. I mean, there was a few points in this match where they legit made you feel like Sean Spears was going to get the win. He, uh, he did really good against uh, Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho came off with the win here. Uh, Sammy Guevara came down to the ring at one point, was helping with Tully Blanchard because Tully Blanchard kept interfering. Now, what I think most people, what most people are talking about is not the match. They should be talking about the match because I did enjoy it a lot. I do, I do like Sean Spears. I'm glad he got to have a featured match to kick off the night and something like this. But most people are talking about what happened afterwards because MJF was on commentary and then he got on the mic and told Jericho what his next labor was going to be. Said it's a guy who robbed a legit robbed a bank. Jim Ross thought this guy was still in jail. It's a guy that's done time. Sometimes has made guys like John Moxley look like a kindergarten student. One of the most feared guys on the planet as far as death matches go. MJF introduced to the all elite wrestling audience. Nick Gage. Unbelievable. Um, just when you thought you'd seen everything in the world of professional wrestling, this one was a shocker. Uh, Engage got quite the pop. Uh, I, I don't know if it was more of a like, wow, or what? Um, but he absolutely did get some kind of pop. Um, uh, <laughs> I like I said, never assume anything in the world of wrestling. I'd like to think that this is a one-off. It's it's hard for me to believe that this would be that they would sign someone like this because, um, you know, even though they do some extreme crazy stuff, this brand still is fairly conservative and I don't mean like politically conservative. Don't no, not that just, you know, they still have to go by some rules. 
on TNT. You know, you can't drop a million F-bombs. You can have a little blood here and there. We saw, we see that from time to time on this brand. They do get away with a few, you know, slips of, of uh, you know, bad language or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's, it's PG-13 at best. And uh, to hold a guy like Nick Gage to something like that, yeah, um, it'd be it'd be hard. It'd be hard. Like look, even Moxley is not batshit crazy twenty four seven. You know, he does enjoy doing that, but you know he doesn't do that every every night. Um, so yeah, I am really curious to see what kind of well, I mean, of course we know what kind of match they're going to have. It's going to be pretty nuts. I'm sure there's going to be some some blood, weapons, whatever. I'm not sure exactly what. Uh, did MJF say it's going to be no DQ? I think they said it's going to be no DQ. Now, what's in, what's also kind of comical is uh, I know I'm skipping ahead here, but it all it's all tied together. So so Jericho was in a uh, interview later. And the, uh, had his back to the camera and then turned around and said, if MJF is going to make me face someone so extreme like Nick Gage, then I'm going to have to dig down and get out the most extreme version of Chris Jericho. And he turns around and he's got the pain maker, you know, makeup on. And he's got the the spike jacket and the, the black derby. So that's cool. You know, we haven't seen that in a while. That was who he was in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, a, a handful of years, a few, a few years ago, you know, when he did a few dates over there against, um, oh God, who did he face? Naito? Was it Okada? No. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Um, and I think there was one other one, but I can't remember what. But anyways, um, so yeah, so the pain maker version of Chris Jericho is coming back next week. Should be fun. Tell uh, you know, to keep keep your little kids out of the room. Uh, next, we get a uh, promo from uh, Miro saying, you know, who can beat me? And he's doing more and more of this, like uh, say, like a like a religious thing. Like he is he is the savior of of holding this brand. And uh, you know God's giving him all this power. It's uh, it's 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 comical. You know he's he's very serious and uh, like he's a man of faith. And well, you know, and I'm not going to judge him if he is a man of faith, but it's just uh, it's interesting because usually it comes from someone in the past, like uh, someone like the Young Bucks or something like that. But this is Muriel. Is I thank God for all my strength and that I have a woman that can do the splits and all this crazy stuff that he's, he's said before. Oh my God. So goofy. So I and I don't know who's facing next. Um, I think they said at the end of the night. I forget. I'll have, I'll have to look, but I'm sure he has another uh, defense coming up next. Uh, Gallows comes out with Carl uh, Anderson, and he's taking on uh, Kazarian the elite hunter 
and uh, Gallows and Anderson come out with the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships on, which is cool. And Excalibur says that they won the belts at Slammiversary and the little thing on the, the lower third or whatever it's called uh, said that they are seven-time World Tag Team Champions. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, it, it's it's uh, something positive towards the brand of Impact Wrestling. And, um, you know, it wasn't mentioned much when they were on before and they were just, uh, you know, Kenny's lackeys or goons or whatever you want to call them, <laughs> part of the elite. Um, it wasn't addressed much when they didn't have the belts, but now they got the belts again. So now it's something special. So it's nice that they recognize that. Um, I'm a little surprised they didn't do the whole, you know, swinging the belt all over the place. It was more just, uh, you know, a little mini, you know, dance into the ring or whatever, a little, little suck it movements or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but Gallows uh, killed Kazarian here. He really did. Callus then comes out with Omega, uh, cutting a promo, humiliating Kazarian. Hangman Adam Page then comes out, and he starts brawling with all of them, with the exception of Callus. And then the Dark Order helps out because, obviously, Hangman, the odds are against Hangman Adam Page. And he's, uh, you know, he's, I think sometimes his uh, cojones are bigger than his brains. And, you know, taking on a, a bunch of guys in the ring, it's uh, not too smart. But you got to give him props for the fight and the dogs. Uh, he's, uh, he's a wild one. But, the, man, the crowd loved this. Dark Order came down, helped even out the odds. And that match is going to happen at Fight for the Fallen next week. It's going to be a big five-on-five. Five. So, Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order takes on the Elite, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, Gallows and Anderson, and the Young Bucks, I believe. And if Hangman Adam Page wins, if his team wins, then uh, he'll get that title shot. So uh, I'm sure that's going to be somewhere in the main event, I'm guessing, next week. I'd be surprised if it isn't. But, um, yeah, that's going to be big. A lot of fun. Elimination style, I believe, is what they said a week or two ago. But now it's official. So uh, Ricky Starks cuts a promo uh, that he's going to have a big celebration next week because he is the new uh, title holder of the, what is it, the FTW title, the Team Taz there. Brian Cage says, oh, well, I guess I got somewhere to be next week then. So he's going to be there at the celebration. So this is not over. This is not over. He's going to still come for that championship. Or at least try to get some kind of revenge. We don't know exactly what's on. Brian Cage is mine, but he's he's mad. He's still mad. So um I think it's cool that they're just finally starting to recognize this championship. I mean, is it still an official championship under the brand of AEW? Eh, I don't think it is, but at least they're doing something more with it now. It's not just showing dissension in the ranks in a faction. Now it has to do with the title. So that's being involved too. So that's that's good to see, I guess. 
Uh, Wheeler Yuta, man, he is really having some good matches in AEW. Um, I don't think he's officially signed yet because he's been doing stuff all over the place. He was in MLW for a while. He's been doing stuff, I believe, in New Japan. Um, so I, I think he's just kind of floating all over the place. Who knows? Maybe he'll show up in um in Impact someday. Who knows? I don't know. But very talented. He has a match here against Darby Allen. So Orange Cassidy comes out with Wheeler Yuta. Sting is uh, in Darby Allen's corner. Now, the match between Darby and Wheeler Yuta was incredible. Great back and forth, fast paced. Um, but what really caught the eye of the fans is when there was a, a little lull in the match, Orange Cassidy had kind of a face-off with Sting, and Sting, I mean, if you want to get put over by anybody in the world as far as veterans in this brand, get put over by Sting, and that's exactly what happened here. Darby Allen, I think, was a little upset, but man, it was a great moment for the fans, especially if you're an Orange Cassidy fan and, of course, the Sting fan. They faced off, and uh, Sting went right into the, you know, kick, kick. They were kicking each other, the little, you know, kicks, and the, the crowd with, oh, 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 and then they, they both back up, and then they, you know, you know, the super kick, you know, each other, which is you know, far from a super kick. And, uh, <laughs> man, the crowd, talk about one of the biggest pops of the night. And they love themselves some Orange Cassidy. This guy is over like Rover. It's unbelievable. Um, just when you think that you've heard, like, the biggest cheer of the night, these pops for OC are just huge especially you know involving a legend like sting so sting's got a good sense of humor here and he obviously put, put that over the best reaction to this though was darby allen kind of looking out of the ropes towards these two going back and forth he's like what are you doing <laughs> which you know him being distracted almost caused him to lose this match, but then he wins against Wheeler Yuta. But the match was great. So, um, you know, along with the, the funny moment between Orange Cassidy and Sting. So great segment here. Jeff Samuel in the chat. What's up, man? He says, uh, J-Bone can't believe Nick Gage showed up in AEW. LOL. This is crazy for wrestling, J-Bone. CZW is coming to... Um, uh, AEW, this is crazy. Yeah, well, it's. I think he's more. Uh, what GCW is what he's representing more lately. But yeah, yeah, just just that death machine mentality, you know, brand mentality. Uh, Jason Hafner, what is up, man? Uh, what's up, J Bone? Great night of wrestling last night, and I'm sure Bill went nuts when <laughs> Nick F and Gage showed up. Can't wait for Impact tonight, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Good stuff all around. Uh, next, we got um, – oh, they showed him uh, in the crowd earlier. I forget what match it was for. Um, Hikelo? Hikelo? I'm, I'm probably botching that, and my apologies. Hikelo? 
he's part of the Bullet Club, and he was uh, ringside watching these matches. And when he was sitting down, he doesn't look very big. But when he showed up in the ring later at the end of the night, and we'll talk more about that later, man, this dude is huge. He is King Haku's son. So you want to talk about some wrestling royalty there, man. Oh, my goodness. And he's in the Bullet Club. He is a big boy. Whew. So just another example of the working relationship between New Japan, AEW, and of course, you know, Impact Wrestling. It's just all, it, it's not a bad thing, folks. It's not a bad thing. It just um, keep, keeps you wondering what's going to happen next. And that's, that's good. That's good. Because if it gets too complacent, you know, like some other brands, you've seen the same match, God knows how many weeks in a row, and you're tired of watching that. Now, whereas you have brands like Impact and AEW working with New Japan, even if it is more of a local U.S. branding of New Japan, it's not a bad thing. You know, their brand is expanding, growing. You're catching more eyes. You're growing an audience. It's all good for wrestling. Um, AEW women's title match, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. Never a bad match. Nyla Rose always bringing it, making you feel like uh, Britt Baker has absolutely nothing left in her. But Britt Baker pulled it off. She she defended her title successfully. Great match between these two. And um, it's, it's funny. Like I said, you, you don't want to overthink the whole – excuse me. You don't want to overthink the whole – baby face heel thing. There are times when certain wrestlers, you know, blur that line, you know, guys like Moxley, you know, they act like a heel, but they're super popular. So they ride that gray line of, you know, are they heel? Are they baby face? You know, cause they do all sorts of crazy shit. Nyla Rose in the past has predominantly been a heel. Um, but then going against someone like Britt Baker, who has really grown into a great heel character, but is now over like crazy since she's, you know, on her journey, she's become more and more popular. Her work ethic is through the roof, coming back from injury, working hard, getting to that top spot in the women's division, becoming AEW women's champion. So even though she's sassy, even though she's <laughs> bitchy, um, fans still love her. You know, they're happy that she's in that top spot. And so it's it's hard to gauge sometime, you know, like I said, it's this professional wrestling. Don't overthink it. But sometimes these lines get blurred as far as who's heel, who's babyface, who are you supposed to? I mean, you could cheer for whoever you want. You know, there's... There's no rules. You can do whatever you want to portray yourself as this, that, the other thing. Obviously, heels are going to do certain things to get heat. But Nyla Rose, in this case, I, I'm guessing was supposed to be the baby face, but it was kind of hard to determine that. But like I said, it's just one of those things, and I'm just curious to see what you guys think of that. Do you, 
you know, do you get, get confused? But when they blur the lines like that, do you, do you get a little upset by that when you don't really know how to react? Cause there's supposed to be a, a good guy and a bad guy, but there isn't always that like in this case. So um, I'm just curious to see what you guys think of that guys or girls. <laughs> Zach Potiphar, what's up over like Grover. Yes. Super Grover specifically. Uh, <laughs> love me some super Grover. Um, but yeah, Britt Baker beats Nyla Rose. Great match. Can't wait to see what is coming down the road for Britt Baker. Plenty of women now to uh, you know line up and get that title. This women's division has really turned a page in a positive way over the course of the last year. And it went from Oh, like, you know, people just knocking it for, cause it's, oh, it's, this division is dead to now it's, it has become one of the strongest women's division around, you know? Um, and, uh, I, I can't wait to see more and more of it. And I, I hope they bring more of it to the main shows and not so much on the other shows like, you know, dark and elevation, but I understand that's, that is where you grow your lower card and that's that's important that is important so i get that but hopefully you know and also with a show like rampage who's gonna that's gonna debut in what three weeks three weeks ish uh and Britt baker obviously is going to shine in that one because it's in uh britsburg <laughs> you know pittsburgh so um i'm sure there's gonna be some kind of rivalry set up over the course of that week should be really good. Uh, let's see what's next here. We get a quick press conference between uh, FTR, Tully in the background there uh, with Santana and Ortiz going back and forth. Uh, Tony Schiavone in the middle presiding as, um, you know, He's leading the conference. So they're going to face off next week as part of the fight for a fallen. That's going to be another stack card. Can't wait. <laughs> Zach Bonifer says, turn the page in a positive way. Positively page. Wasn't that um, DDP's thing back when he was in the WWE, the whole big smile something that's not a bad thing it's a good thing or something wasn't that his thing i don't i don't remember uh next uh tony shivani uh is talking to andrade in the ring and we get the introduction we have a surprise for the audience someone debuts here this was so much fun um andrade names his executive consultant AKA, I'm assuming this is going to be a manager. Maybe aside, maybe they felt like Vicky wasn't doing it for Andrade. So they're going to keep Vicky Guerrero, maybe with the women. Just a guess, just a guess. But uh, Chavo Guerrero is now working for Andrade El Idolo. And uh, man, did he get a pop! 
so good to see Chavo. And he, he looks great. He looks great. He looked amazing. Um, so they're talking. Chavo's like, wow, you remembered. And then it's like, oh, of course, you know, whenever you see Chavo, you think of Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, bless him, man. He was so popular. He was amazing. We still miss him. But seeing Chavo in a position like this, and, and he'd look, he's going to fit right in uh, being a mentor towards uh, the younger, uh, uh, you know, Mexican part of the roster, guys like Andrade, Phoenix, Pentagon. He's going to help all those guys. It's great to see. It really is. Um, so then the death triangle comes out. Phoenix is out there with Pentagon and pack. So all three guys are out there. Now, I don't know if Phoenix is cleared, if he's healthy again. I'm not exactly sure, but he was out there. They all looked great. And, uh, and <laughs> Andrade was saying stuff like, uh, you know, Pentagon Phoenix, you guys can work for me now. And <laughs> pack was like, look, they, these guys, they don't work for me. We're family. We, we work together. You know, they don't work for me. I don't lead them. We're just all, you know, we're equals. And, and no, we're not working for you. So, uh, you know, obviously this is, you know, building up. This is ramping up towards something big. Uh, and I can't wait to see this. Uh, if it's, it's Andrade versus Pac, Andrade versus Phoenix, Andrade versus Pentagon, I don't care. Shut up and take my money. I can't wait. Um, it's just another another great set of matches that we're going to get from this brand. I'm, I'm not complaining. It just uh, feels big. It feels big to me. You know, it's um, the, the fact that uh, Andrade came to AEW with such quickness and, um, you know, is and he, has he absolutely blown the roof off the place yet? No, it's been a slow build, but that's okay. Not everybody that comes over from WWE has to blow the roof off the place and just steamroll everybody. You can, you can have a, you can take your time, enjoy the journey, and build a character, build and build storylines. It doesn't have to go. You know, you don't have to build two months worth of stuff in one week. You know, and I know some people have, you know said stuff like, oh, Andrade's journey in AEW has been the drizzling shits. Well, he just got there. What, what do you want? What do you want him to beat? You want him to have the TNT title and the, the tag title with someone and beat Kenny, you know, five minutes ago? It's like, Jesus, just, you know, let's let's see what happens, you know? He's happy now. Let's 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 just be happy for him and that he's in a place where he's, potentially going to be used so much better and he'll be able to have some um, control over his future in this brand. And, and I'm sure he's going to get the chance to work, you know, maybe in new Japan, you know, tranquilo, get with those guys again, or uh, AEW or um, excuse me, a triple a, you know, he wants to go after the triple a title and fight um, Kenny Omega for that title too. So I'm sure we're going to see all that within the next 
you know, this summer. It's going to be good for him. It's going to be good. Uh, you know, and Chavo's with him now, too, for part of this journey. Can't wait. It's just just adds to his worth, in my opinion. Next, we get the Blade versus Orange Cassidy. Now, the Blade attacked Orange Cassidy earlier when Orange Cassidy was out there with Wheeler Yuta. I, I failed to mention that. Blade attacked Cassidy. I missed it. Uh, my bad. So the big question was, is Orange Cassidy going to be okay for this match? Because he used, what, the knucks on him or whatever? So Orange Cassidy... Uh, his entrance is there. Blade comes out with the bunny. He's telling the ref, just you know, raise my hand. Orange Cassidy ain't coming out. And he wasn't coming down with his music. So it was kind of, a, you know, it was questionable. You know, where are we at with Orange Cassidy? How's he doing after that punch? Well, he sneaks. It must have been like sn snuck through the crowd or whatever, because all of a sudden he just rolled in the ring and snuck up behind uh, the blade and attacked them, and then they got the match going. And Orange Cassidy got the win here. It was a, a good, good back and forth match. Uh, the buddy started getting involved. Chris Statlander came out to help even the odds for Orange Cassidy. So that feud is still going. Good stuff, good though. Good, good stuff. It's, you know, it's, and I've said this before, but it's worth repeating again. When you got a guy like, uh, the blade out there and the the butcher's laid up. He's got an injury or whatever it was. I forget what was wrong with him, why he's out for so long. Uh, injury, sickness, COVID, whatever it is. I, I don't remember. Um, so many times in other brands, uh, they'll just bench the other guy. You know, they won't bother bringing him out. They won't use him. So, you know, you got an issue with ring rust or God knows what else. Well, Blade is having a nice singles run here with Bunny at his side. It's not a bad thing. So not a bad thing. He's still having good matches, win or loss, you know, win or lose. So yeah, Orange Cassidy gets the win here, and then he gets the uh, he gets the knucks from the Blade and gives him a big super punch at the end there. Good stuff. Uh, next week, like I said, we get the Jericho versus. Nick Gage, painmaker version of Chris Jericho. Can't wait. Two weeks from now, we're going to have Cody versus Malachi Black. Um, I forget if they said there was a, like a special name for the night or something. I'm a little surprised that they didn't put this at the pay-per-view. But, you know, you, you want big matches on TV too. So, whatever. Uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'm not going to overthink it. I just thought they'd wait till the pay-per-view. So we're going to get that in two weeks. Cody versus Malachi Black. Should be good. And then on to the main event here. Uh, knockout. Uh, this is finished by knockout or submission. We have a Texas death match for the IWGP United States title. Moxley defending against Lance Archer. Lance Archer gets a hell of a homecoming welcome because he's from Texas. And <clears throat> so, yeah, this, this, and like I, I said this earlier, it's, it's a little strange because, you know, Moxley is loved. He's one of the most popular guys in this brand. But in this case, um, he, it was almost like he was the heel, you know, 
like he was even flipping off the crowd. It was, it was wild. It was wild. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure that was on purpose because, you know, the, he wanted, they want Lance Archer to get that hometown cheer. This was a huge night for him. Lance Archer defeated Moxley. I mean, it was, I, I'm going to call this an upset because he lost to Moxley over in Japan. And I'm so glad that they showed highlights from that because I've, I've seen that match and it's absolutely insane. JV Lakers is in here. What is up, brother? <laughs> All caps. He's always on 11. Let's fucking go, family. Absolutely love my brother, J-Bone, and smash this podcast. What is up, dude? Glad you're here, man. You got a long night of watching stuff ahead of you, too, because coming up a little later, you know, TNI is going to be live for the watch along and the review of tonight's Impact Wrestling. So make sure you tune in for that. But yeah, great match. Uh, these guys just ripped the shit out of each other. Moxley just forking. For <laughs> Not censoring myself. He had a fork. He's Forking uh you know Lance Archer's head, just sta stabby, stabby, stabby. Um he uh Lance Archer at one point grabbed, I mean, this had to have been like a local wrestler or something. Um, he grabbed a fan from the front row at one point and just lunged him at Moxley. It's hilarious. I was like, oh my god, what what is happening? <laughs> Uh, the match ends where Box grabs a bunch of barbed wire, uh, you know, slabs of wood. You know, it's all the barbed wire just attached to the wood, big rolls of it. Put that on top of two separate tables, and Box was going to put uh, was going to put Lance Archer through it. Did not go that way. Lance Archer ends up putting Moxley through the tables. He's stuck to the barbed wire. He cannot answer the 10 count. So Lance Archer is your and new. Hashtag and new uh, IWGP US champion. And then right at the very end, uh, Hikolo, Hikelo. I, I'm probably mispronouncing that. My apologies. But from the Bullet Club, he is going to be facing uh, Lance Archer. Is it next week? I think it's next week. Don't quote me on that. Uh, he's going to be facing Lance Archer next week. So uh, very interesting. It's just another sign of the Bullet Club showing up in different places. And that's great to see. You know, They've got a presence in Impact Wrestling. We're going to see that later tonight with Jay White. There's a presence now in um, AEW. So, uh, you know, is it temporary? Is it permanent? Or is this just, you know, uh, kind of an invasion thing? We have to wait and see. You know, we don't want to, like I said, we don't want to assume anything. Front row green shirt guy. Greetings. Glad you're here, bro. We're just about to wrap things up. That's okay. At least you showed up. I appreciate it. So, perfect. I just wanted to keep things to about an hour uh, like I said, I got a long night ahead of me, so I wanted to make this short and sweet, including the news. If you came in late, 
you can hit that rewind button and watch this up until, you know, doing other stuff later with the TNI guys. We covered Thunder Rosa becoming officially all elite. We talked about Kiara Hogan leaving Impact Wrestling. Very upsetting news. We also talked about the done deal of CM Punk being signed with AEW. I'm crossing my fingers, but I'm still... You know, I'm not going to be jumping up and down doing, you know, naked laps around my block until he absolutely, absolutely shows up in the ring on the screen of my television. Then I'll really get excited. For now, like I said, just take a deep breath, take it with a grain of salt. I hope it's true. So some look and look, I get it. Some people are sick of this kind of news because they don't want CM Punk to come back. They're not, you know, he's not their cup of tea. I get it, but I'm still holding out hope. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, we shall see. And any uh, news updates on that, you'll be able to get them here at Smash This podcast thanks for joining today uh like i said loaded night tonight we'll be doing the watch long in about an hour and a half we're gonna go make dinner real quick um i'll be on there with bill possibly truck not sure who else all gonna be on tonight but uh this is gonna be the fallout from slammiversary so join us for the watch along and remember we are not internationally blocked everyone can watch us on our twitch and then join us. You can stay on the Twitch or join us on YouTube. Either way is good. For the review, the whole squad will be there. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of different opinions as far as what's going on. And I'm sure we'll get everyone's opinion on the news, like I said, of Kiara Hogan leaving. And I don't know what's all happening on the show tonight, but um, I'm sure we'll get answers and some other stuff happening all night long so join us for that over on total non-stop impact oh thank you jesse cole much love dude it's a it's a bit of a mess because uh you know the cats knock stuff over here and there but thank you it's uh you know i try <laughs> it's like i said it's always a work in progress you know you move stuff around you add stuff take stuff away but thank you appreciate it uh, probably the best setup I ever had. You know, I, I got the lights back there now. I got this on me here. So it's, um, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Thank you. Um, so yeah, join me later tonight on our way out. Don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. And if you're watching this on the replay, like I said, by all, uh, by all means, let me know what you think about the news that dropped, you know, the, the CM Punk news, what you think about Kiera Hogan, Thunder Rosa, you know, and let me know what you thought of the AEW show from last night. So we'll see you later tonight. Much love. Mwah. Later, y'all.